0: On today, we are going to be talking about a couple of concepts, a couple of things dialed into one. And this is a podcast that I had made last week. And I'm going to kind of redo around the vein of Memorial Day. And we just celebrated Memorial Day yesterday. And I wanted to get this podcast out to kind of fire up our summer. And summer for me is a time of action and execution. And so I thought it would be good to have this discussion. And I'm calling this one or naming it after an old saying, which is, You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I think this is a concept that the more we start to get out and start to maybe have small talk with strangers, be around different types of people, the more we get to see how many people are... Uh, let's just say unhappy with something as it pertains to their health or their fitness levels or their motivation levels or their energy levels or whatever it might be. And you know, you're there and you are happy or you are trending the right direction and you are a person of action. And what I've found over the years is that. When people who have taken action, who have been successful, who are currently executing a systematic plan that they have found that works for them, it can make other people who are talkers. For lack of a better way to put it, or people who really aren't people of action yet. They are, they maybe have intention, they maybe have desires, they maybe have ideas, but they haven't ever gone out of their way to sign up, start, do, commit, execute, and build a plan or a lifestyle around it and it can turn them off and it can be a little weird point of, I don't know, it's almost like a rift that sits in between you and those people. And it's it's challenging. There are a lot of really successful people that talk frequently about how as a person of action, as somebody who is going out and doing the right things and, you know, Just not being somebody who's going to say, you know, oh, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, take a trip to Europe and you just say that. And then like your neighbors like, oh, we just went on this amazing 22 day trip to Europe and we backpacked all around and we blah, we blah. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. But like, I just I've never found the time or like I just can't afford it or whatever it is. And two things that I think about that. Number one is that person probably could tell themselves a story and have the exact same excuse that you give. And to me you discount and you discredit everybody around you when you give them an excuse that is super surface level that's bullshit i mean it's just somebody being full of shit right and you know you see this unfortunately for us it's you know marie and i when we go out in public is it's always fitness related it's very rarely going to be travel related or something else it's always going to be fitness related but we get everything it's just like oh i'm just you know i'm just so busy or, oh, you know, I just don't really like, you know, lifting weights or sweating or working hard or whatever it is. And you get this stuff and it's just like, yeah, like your problem is you're looking at it like that, like you're choosing to pick out this one negative. That's not even a negative. It's just some minor inconvenience that everybody else, they don't like it either. Like if I had my preference, would I sit in 70 degree air conditioning and no allergies and, you know, never sweat, never relax. If I looked and felt amazing and was perfectly healthy, would I ever push myself out of that comfort zone? No, probably not. But I also understand that it's not something that I'm doing all the time to be full of enjoyment and excitement in the moment. I'm doing it because it's a means to an end. I'm delaying instant gratification, taking action to delay instant gratification so that I can have long-term benefit, long-term success, long-term gain. And honestly, if we break anything down, this is sort of the the limiting factors or the excuses that everybody comes up with and the things that stand in our way. And so here's the evolution that we think about. The first step is always going to be the idea. It pops into your head. You see a TV commercial. You see something on social media. You see something that piques your interest just a little bit. And you're like, huh, yeah, that looks like it could be interesting or, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I've always thought about it, right? And that's the first thing, the idea. And for a lot of people, if they don't have a catalyst beyond just the idea, then they never get to the second step, which is desire. But if we do have a catalyst... Okay. So let's say, let's say you're overweight and, you know, all your friends are going out to the pool or going out to a beach vacation or a destination wedding. And everybody's got their shirts off and they're running around on the beach and they're jumping into the pool and they're playing. And you can tell they feel good and they feel confident. And maybe you just don't feel that way right now. You don't feel good to take your shirt off. You feel, you know, worried about what your friends are going to say and think of you and you're self conscious in that way. Well, you're the only person in control of that. And so that would start the next step. So you've always probably had the idea that, yeah, I should probably start to get working out. Like I should probably do that. But now maybe you start to gather the desire for it. And the stronger that precipitous of change, the stronger that desire is, the more apt you are to move to the next phase. And this, in my opinion, is where, you know, life hacks or teaching yourself to be resilient in your thinking is what makes all the difference in the world in your success across life. Because you can manifest desire moving into action and intention, which is the next step. Action and intention is the next step. And you can manifest this step. By how you verbalize about things to other people and to yourself. And so, if I'm in that situation, if I am unhappy, if I am uncomfortable, I can clam up, not say anything to anybody, and just internalize my desire or internalize my frustrations and my ideas that, you know, yeah, I want to. Or, I could put it out into the universe. I could look at one of my friends or family who has their shirts off and looks good and feels confident and say, you know what, man, I am just, I am so fed up with how I look and how I feel. I am ready to make a change. What do you do? What would you recommend? Can you help me? Can you help me? That's action. That's intention. That's taking some sort of an idea and a desire and taking action on it so that you can take the next steps. But what I've found is people who get stuck in between those first two or three phases, they get stuck there in every step of their life. And it's, it's, horribly sad to me because I think it's it's something it's not like I don't know where it was created. It can be created all sorts of places. It can be something that they dealt with as a kid from their parents or a coach or a teacher or just failures throughout their life repeated, never being rewarded properly, being entitled. Some of these different things like it can come in a bunch of different ways where they might not necessarily really be in control of it. And so I do oftentimes feel bad when people get stuck in this situation because all they need is just to be taught a little bit about how to speak about themselves, how to put things out into the universe appropriately so that it will start to manifest the proper desire and the proper action. Because that manifestation, being able to take it to that next step and take action on something is going to define how far you go. Because everybody's got great ideas. Everybody at some point or another has a varying degree of desire, but almost nobody takes action. And so one of the best analogies that I always think about this is you, know, you take a 20 or 22 year old guy. Okay. And you know, they're they're starting to hunt for girls and they're interested and they have a desire and they don't know anything about women (laughs) like nothing about women at all it's it's a hilarious time right and they're they're lost they don't always have a lot of self-confidence they don't always know what they're doing they don't have a lot of charisma or anything really going for them but in their head they have this idea of like this gorgeous woman who is like you know perfect and kind and nice and sweet and you know just just beautiful and impresses people. And they maybe want even some of the things that just maybe aren't don't even matter. Right. And they have this idea of who that person is and they maybe follow Instagram models and they like them and so on, so on, so on. Right. And then they have the desire because, you know, they're a teenage male and they have a lot of hormones. And so they have this drive and this goal. But The moment that they're out at a social engagement or a social situation and a pretty girl walks in or they get introduced in a situation where they meet somebody and they really like a girl, they clam up almost nobody goes in that situation and can take appropriate action there are very 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 few guys and i think it's indicative of all sorts of other things but the percentages that we talk about of people who can meaningfully go up and start a normal legitimate conversation with a young attractive female who's very nice and kind and has everything going for her is slim to none and so all the excuses come in in this and guys really try to cover this up. And there's a couple people now trying to do a better job with helping guys be able to converse about some of this stuff because there's that macho ego male where asking for help or articulating the fact that like, look, I'll tell you when I was that age, I never told anybody. I never talked about it, but I was terrified to take action on that stuff. I was terrified to take action on a lot of things. And the only thing that ever got me over that was taking some action inside of my comfort zone a little bit at first and seeing the success that that action brought me. So, you know, volunteering for a couple of things here and there in the military and and being successful there and then being like, huh, you know, if I, if I say yes to this and I try it and I work really hard, I think I can do it. And then starting physical fitness and kind of, you know, being okay to look at somebody and say like, Hey, I don't really know what I'm doing. I need some help. And, but I, but I do, I want to get bigger. I want to get stronger. I want to know what to do inside of a gym. I want that confidence. And then taking action and having intention and building a system around that, that builds confidence. And doing that enough over and over is a trained muscle and a trained skill. And it's something that we as a group listening to this, we need to be protecting and constantly pushing forward. You have to be obsessed with moving quickly from ideas and desires into taking action. And once you take action, you might realize, and you're probably going to realize like, oh shit, you know, I messed that up. That didn't go, that didn't go very well. And that's what happens the first time. First time that you walk across a bar and you try to talk to a pretty girl, you are going to bomb, right? But 10 or 15 years later and you know obviously now like I've been with Maria for a while I've been you know married there's obviously been you know a lot of really attractive people who have come come through the gym and and that obviously helps make you more comfortable but like now you just realize like it just it you're making too big of a deal out of it it's just like all these people with exercise you're just you're just creating excuses you're making it a bigger thing in your head than it needs to be just take some action and try be yourself and do your best and ask for help where you need it. And so this, this concept and what I, what I want to talk about really with it today is that concept of you can lead a horse to water. And so I know that there are tons of people in this community who have expressed desires to get friends and family and people they care about on a track to better health. And, You know, I've been doing this now for a long time and I don't want to say that I'm getting, you know, pessimistic or losing hope or anything like that. But what I can tell you is that people who are stuck in this rut of being a talker, being somebody who is not a person of taking extreme, intense and swift action, it is a plague it is a plight and it is something that is very, very hard to overcome. No matter how helpful you are, no matter how convincing, no matter how surefire you are, if they don't have a cause, if they don't have a precipitous of change and you are going to them, it almost never works. It has to be something where their idea manifests its own way into a desire that is strong enough to lead to their own action. It's why right now we don't allow people to buy other memberships for other people. We just don't allow it. Because we've tried it in the past. And because the person has no skin in the game. They didn't manifest their own desires. It has never worked. It always has to be something where it has to transition to that person having the idea and the desire to do it themselves. And sure, if you want to help them pay for it, if you want to help nudge them the right way, there are great ways that you can do that. Lots of fun ways that you can do that, that are creative and different, but you can't do it for them. And what I've found is that typically the harder that you push, the more that you, in this analogy, shove the horse's head into the water until it's basically drowning and kind of has to drink, the more you run the risk of severely damaging the relationship. And now I think that there are times that you need to take that risk. If you have friends or family who are in a very bad situation, mental or physical health state, and you know that they need to change immediately, quickly, or else they're going to suffer, their family's going to suffer, their pocketbook's going to suffer, all these things are going to come up and not be good for them in their life, then you need to be willing as a friend, as a family member to risk the health of your relationship to try to save that person, I believe that that's our ethical responsibility. Personally, you might not agree with that, and that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't err, or I don't, I don't, you know, think less of anybody who doesn't think or isn't that type of a person. But I do believe that ethically it's my obligation to say the thing that needs to be said to the person when we start to get to a point where, you know, you're reaching that point of no return and your in your health and well-being uh, to start making some nutritional changes, some lifestyle changes, some better conversations uh, around the right people. And. I think that this is the hard part for a lot of people is, again, if we start to think about, let's say you are a a person of intense action, right? You hear this great idea. You hear, you know, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I've got this great idea for this new app and it's going to be incredible. Here's what it is. They break it all down for you. And they say, you know what? I'm I'm just looking for a $5,000 investment from a few people. You're one of my closest friends. I wanted to bring it to you first. And you're sitting there and you've got like $7,100 $7,100 in savings that you have spent years building up, and that is a scary proposition. It is, right? But you need to gauge your the idea and you need to gauge your desire for the idea. If you think that it has value... Then we have to be somebody who jumps and takes action on some of this stuff. Otherwise, you're just going to be in this long lifestyle of living in a regretful state. And Maybe that's a bad instance because that's maybe a little bit tight on the, on the money scheme, right? And like I know maybe some of you guys envision – Like I envisioned a couple crazy people who've come and pitched these terrible app ideas to me. But um, but let's say it's like a good one. Like let's say uh, you know let's say somebody comes to you and uh, and they're they're pitching you like like Instagram, you know, in like 2010 or 12 or something like that. And they tell you this idea and you like try it and you're like, wow, this is actually pretty sweet. Like I could see this being really popular. And, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I will. And, you know, those people, the people who say yes, the people who go out of their way to do that, they are people who are going to always be just a touch ahead. And certainly you run the risk of exposing yourself and failing. You lose $5,000 in that instance, and it's devastating. It cuts away, you know, two thirds of your life savings, and that can be really challenging. Or in a different instance, you know, somebody comes to you and says, you know, Hey, I really need some help getting started with my health and fitness. I'd love for you to help me. And you say, you know what, let's sign up for this program and let's do it together. Let's see what happens. And you might sign up with that person and they might just be the one who flakes out. And now you're stuck with this new exercise program. You're all alone. You're all by yourself. You're scared and you kind of are intimidated. You don't know really what's going on. And, you know, but you took action and you might not make it. You might fail. You might've taken that leap and not been successful, but I can promise you if you or we listening to this podcast, if we can reframe that as there's just purely value in taking the action, there's purely value in saying yes, in trying to move quickly from ideas and desires into action to try it, to see what might be possible, what might come from it, then you will always be a step ahead. You will always be progressing and moving forward. You won't be that person who's 57 and in bad health, and you're having your son, your daughter, your son-in-law, your daughter-in-law, your grandkids begging you, Grandpa, please, you need to work out. You look terrible. You're in terrible shape. Like you're smoking, you're eating bad. I don't want you to die early. Please go and work out. And at 57, you are incapable of taking that action because you've been so paralyzed by never taking action in your life. And I think it's true across all sorts of different things. You can take that same thing to changing jobs or, you know, relationships anything, anything that you are so rigid on or anything that you're not taking action on that you're just talking, talking, you've been in the idea and the desire stage for years on either cut it loose. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's just, there are some things you just cut them loose immediately, right? Just, okay. Like marathons for me out hundred percent, not even going to entertain the idea. I have zero desire out automatically. I know it. Right. There are others of you that are like, you know what? Yeah, I might want to do that someday. Or, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to close that door. I may be still open. But where you can't live is by saying, you know, hey, I think I'm going to run a marathon. And you've been saying it for like 10 years. And now you're 10 years older and you've taken no action on it. And nothing's happened. It's like it's not that hard. You want to run a marathon, go online, register for one run two times a week in moderation, do resistance training, have good running mechanics, and you'll be fine, right? That's it. Be smart, hydrate, eat well, yada, yada, right? It doesn't take a lot. When we start to break down what the steps are to take action for things, it is comically easy. And I had this conversation at least two dozen times over Memorial Day weekend with people where they're coming up to Maria or myself, or we're having these conversations and it's, yeah, you know, I maybe want to get started working out. Like I've been talking, I've been thinking about it and I'm like, Okay. And they're like, so, you know, and we talk and we talk, we talk about their failures and their desire and the ideas they have for their workouts and how, yeah, I've been trying to start, but I just had, you know, I've got kids and my job's crazy and I'm busy. And I'm like, yeah, I could point you to three dozen people around the gym who are 10 times busier than you are, but they just don't let themselves make the busy excuse. But okay, go on. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what's the next step? I'm like, literally, if you email me, you can go on our website and you can schedule a date with and it takes less than two minutes. I have adopted the website to ensure that you can be from zero to scheduling a meeting coming in in under a minute. Okay, so that's step one. You can do that or you could just email me or you could give me your phone number right now and I can shoot you a text with the link, whatever it is. This this first step is so easy. And then from there you come in and you sign up and you get started the next day. ABC, I could have you like I'm having this conversation on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I could have you started on Tuesday morning. What's stopping you? Where's the where's the line in the sand? And I think it's sometimes we have these horses that are just wandering around in America. And there are people like us that are taking action all day, every day. In every step of our lives, we're trying to take action to improve ourselves. We're listening to podcasts. We're exercising. We're eating healthy. We're doing the things necessary from a lifestyle perspective to take action. And we are sitting there dragging these other horses and showing them, look, there's this huge body of water that will give you all the water you ever need for the rest of your whole life. You'll feel great. You'll never struggle again. Just come over with me and dr- and have a drink of this water. It's amazing. You'll love it. And they're just like, oh, I don't know, that walk seems kind of far. I think I'm just going to keep hanging out over here and hoping it rains, maybe <laughs> just like uh, it's like you, you you scratch your head. It's so frustrating. And the reason I wanted to do this on Memorial Day or to have a discussion on Memorial Day is if you guys didn't get a chance to read it, Jocko put out a, a poem, short story, an op ed, I think is, is how it was actually framed as in uh, maybe USA Today or something. But man, it, it was it's, it's it takes five minutes to read. See if you can just put Jocko Memorial Day op-ed in Google, and you'll find it. Uh, and I'm really sorry, I'm not great with you know links in the bio and stuff for this podcast. Um, but if you get a chance to read it, and what he talks about is the best recognition that you can give to these fallen soldiers, and obviously. Uh, you know, I, a lot of soldiers don't, don't necessarily look at things this way. I try not to as much as I can, but. Jocko is a guy who really served our country. He, in my opinion, is a true hero and somebody whose voice should always be listened to uh, because a lot of the guys who fell under his command are guys who I legitimately look at as heroes. And I don't throw that term around lightly. Um, I am. I 100 percent do not believe that everybody who serves is a hero. Um, you know, I served with a lot of guys who are, you know, were bad people bad soldiers. And it exists, I promise you. And it's a much higher percentage than you think it is. And so, but there are some people every now and again, every few generations, there are leaders, there are people who absolutely have earned the right to be heard and need to be heard. And they need a louder voice and people need to hear that stuff. But what he said was that the best way that we can honor these soldiers who have lost their lives is to basically Be people of action like don't be somebody who just never sets goals and never achieves anything like be somebody these these guys who died under under Jocko these Navy SEALs these guys are high performers. They are operating at such an unbelievable capacity. They're funny. They're hardworking. I mean, like there's there's sort of this stigma and like a lot of special forces thing. It was only something that blew my mind. It's like these guys, and I had it when I was a little bit younger, where like you could go out and you could like, you know booze and go to the bars and party real hard till like 4am, come back at like 5am for formation and, you know, run like three or four miles and do like 200 push-ups all in under like a half an hour and just be absolute like studs and freaks. And that's the way that like a lot of these operators, whereas they lived life very fast and hard. They set very lofty goals, right? If you're ever a Navy SEAL, you set lofty goals and these guys achieved them and then they went and they took action. They're just taking action all over the place. A lot of times they're young and they're scared and if you think you have an excuse as to why you can't exercise or take care of yourself appropriately like Think about that in the context of these guys signing up for the Navy SEALs. Like how daunting of a task is that? Like what is, what is your excuse? It's just so much pales in comparison to guys post 9-11 signing up in the middle of an intense war where they know they're going to be going over to this foreign land and fight in this battle and fight an enemy that's has all shapes and sizes and doesn't care about how they win. And they sign up for this in, in the middle of that, like it's as scary of an action as I can possibly imagine. I signed up for that contract and I had no freaking idea what I was doing, but that was the step for me that started in taking that action. And obviously my career path changed quite a bit, but I loved what Jocko said on this, where, If you really want to honor these guys, just like just basically boils down to just go out and kick some ass. Like, don't talk about it. Don't just don't be a person who, you know, is always hitting the proverbial snooze button on your life. Don't just let shit pass you by. Don't let opportunities come and go. Like, be somebody who signs the dotted line. Like, be somebody who takes that idea and just takes massive, aggressive action. And I promise you, if you do that, you will enjoy your life better. You'll enjoy the people that you're surrounded with better. And. And this is it. Like you can boil life down to that exact ABCD. Right. And so, you know, we take the idea and the desire as one and two. I think life is defined between two and three. The desire and the action. How successful you are is going to be defined between the next step, which would be action. And then the actual like system or the process that you put in place to make sure that that action is something that is repeatable and repeated that's going to define how good you are at it. It's going to define how much it defines you, how successful you are. But man, it's, it's something to me. And I don't, you know, we can look at it at soldiers because of Memorial day, but in those conversations I was having over this, over this past weekend. And just as I go around more and more now, I just, I think honestly, I think you're doing a discredit to everybody in your life. If you're not a person, if you're just a talker And we're not taking action on things. I think it's dishonorable to everybody else in your life. And I think if you start to view things that way, you'll maybe hold yourself to more account. And Billions this week, for another analogy, which is a great show. Love it. If you guys haven't checked it out, looking for something after Game of Thrones, I recommend checking out Billions. But he was talking about how he knew that one of the main characters was going to be his right hand woman, in this case, right hand woman for the rest of his life. And he tells a story. It's a good story. And he says, how I knew is when we were out there in public, you defended me to the core. You were as loyal as you could possibly be. And then when we were behind the scenes, you held me to account no matter what. And I knew that I couldn't let you down and it's this really impactful moment in the show and you can see that that bond that that creates two people holding each other to intense action is an absolutely beautiful thing when it they're helping each other and man i hope that that's what friendship it has what its legacy is what it can become is people holding each other to account and people helping lead others and lead each other to water and helping each other see how they need to take action on things and doing the scary thing, saying yes. (laughs) I officiated my first uh, wedding this past weekend. And I can tell you, you know, I, I try as much as I can to live this. I have not been as nervous for something as I was for that since probably my first walk at the tomb, maybe if ever really, really scared. I mean, it was, it was very, it was very terrifying. And honestly, like it's hard to kind of be a, have a part in a wedding where like, you don't really know what you're doing. You've never done it before. And the whole day, like everybody's just like in this kind of like loose, casual, having fun mode. And then like, but you've got this thing like stirring over the top of your head is terrifying, but I was asked it. Chris put the idea in my head I had never had the idea in my head to do that before ever in my life. Chris put the idea in my head and I took a few minutes and with him, I gauged my desire for it. I said, you know what? I think I would like to do that for you. I think I would. So I said, yes. And then I just never backed out. You just, you put it together, started writing a speech, started practicing all my podcast equipment, took action, built a system so that that action could be as good as I could possibly make it for them. And I'm happy I did it. You know, I think that Chris and I's relationship and mine and Emily's relationship, it will have a special place from here and into forever because of that. And I'm thankful to have that opportunity, uh, you know, both with them and for them, but also just in my life. And these are the things where this should be your stepped process and i hope that you guys can get to a point where you understand the value of moving you know swiftly and aggressively from steps 2 to 3 gauge your desire if you need to think about it sleep on it talk to other people gauge it but then just take action move immediately you know quit your job start a new routine start a new nutrition program start waking up earlier whatever you've been talking about doing for a while. Maybe somebody's recently brought something new to you. Make a decision. Take some action. Or taking action might just be saying, no, I don't want to do that right now. That's not for me. I might change my mind in the future. And that's fine to say. But I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to say no. And that's taking action also. And I would love it so much if I got more, and I never get this, but I would love it more if I was at some social engagement and somebody came up to me and said, you know, I don't like working out. And so I've just decided right now that I'm just not going to do it. That's just where I'm at with it. I don't have any desire to do it. I don't like the idea of it. I understand that there is some value there, but I'm not going to do it. And that's where I'm at with it. I would say awesome. What else do you want to talk about? Let's talk about something else. I got thousands of things that we can talk about. Uh, That to me would be very refreshing. But it just, in my opinion, at least, I don't think anyone's ever said that before. It's it's always some some other excuse about, you know, oh, CrossFit's intimidating and I don't like lifting weights and I don't like this. And it's like, oh, it's who cares what you like it's about doing what you're supposed to do as a human. You know, it's not always about this instant gratification. Like remove that option from your head. Like it was not instantly gratifying to be sweating and being as nervous as possible. My heart rate was probably 190 when I walked in front of the 250 people for this wedding. Not instantly gratifying. <laughs> really not very scary, right? But but I'm, but in the end, I know that long term and now being a few days removed, I'm happy I did it. I'm glad I did it. I'm thankful. And that's to say that's what exercise is, right? You can all look back and say, God, the unknowns crushed me. is so hard, so challenging. But man, I'm really glad I did it. That was a cool experience. It's something I'm thankful I did. And and that's what exercise really boils down to for us is understanding. To me, exercise and eating well is the daily practice of flexing the muscle of delaying instant gratification for long-term gain. That's why I think CrossFit is the most powerful. And and obviously other super challenging forms of exercise are right hand in hand with it. But I think that that degree of discipline, waking up a little bit early to eat a healthy breakfast or workout taking time out of your day, carving time out of your schedule that could be spent playing video games or watching TV shows or sitting by the pool or doing anything else, removing that instant gratification, that thing is going, that is going to just be for pure pleasure, remove it and in place, put something that is hard physically and mentally challenging, but will lead to a better you in the future. That is a daily practice that we should all be actively pursuing. And that means taking action every day. So I hope that you guys appreciate this and appreciate your ability to be a capable human, to be able to take action. It's one of the things that I reflected on a lot yesterday and today is just every Memorial Day, I think I get more and more thankful for the fact that I'm just I'm just capable Capable to make those decisions, these decisions, the decision to take action, because I've seen people who have had that decision-making process stripped from them. You know, they've lost, they've lost their legs, they've lost their arms. They're not capable anymore. Not maybe as capable anymore. Their capability looks different. They might not be able to say yes to everything anymore. And those times for me the way that I'm built, the way that I'm wired and designed, having capability stripped from you is a very, very hard thing. I don't think I would handle that very well. I think that that would be a very, very big challenge for me. And so if you guys, and most of the people who listen to this, 99% of us, we are as capable as you could ever be. And so there's just no excuse. Start to honor yourself. Honor your loved ones, honor your friends and your family, and honor the people who have served the country before you by going out and taking some aggressive action. So that's my one goal for this week. I want to do something just different, crazy, fun take some action. I'll tell you guys what I come up with. I have a few different ideas, but, uh, but I'm really excited about it and I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm I'm really going to try to kick this summer off and, and have a little bit of a different mindset towards doing a few things, uh, and taking some action so that 2019 and 2020 are a year filled with new experiences and different actions so that I can continue to flex that muscle a little bit. So I hope you guys are okay to take that journey with me. And for all you guys who did the unknowns, I can't ever thank you enough for that. I am going to do a podcast on that. Uh, Amanda had told me that a bunch of people had, you know, are are maybe a little bit further removed from uh, the beginnings of the unknowns. And as we grow as a community and as hundreds of gyms start to do it around the world, uh, you know, I think it it could be good using this platform to explain a little bit about what life was like there, what we represent, what an unknown soldier is. And uh, I think I'm going to do that one later this week for you guys uh, as Memorial Day week wraps up. I hope you guys have a great day and, uh, you know, just really want to tell you how thankful I am for just this podcast and everything else that this year has brought me, uh, really appreciate you guys. Thank you.